0: Welcome to season four of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by TechSystems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at Gregkillstrom.com and read my latest articles, or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor of the show, Basecamp. Throughout my career, whether it was at my own agency or now as a consultant, Basecamp is what I've always relied on to help keep projects on track, on schedule, and on budget. It takes a straightforward approach to project management it streamlines workflow management and definitely keeps the team in the loop and on top of ongoing updates, which are all major components in a smooth-running operation. No matter if it's a simple campaign or a multi-million dollar project, Basecamp has been a key ingredient in the recipe for a successful project and business. Go to Basecamp.com Agile and sign up today to start a free 30-day trial. There's no credit card required and you can cancel online at any time. If you want to know if Basecamp is right for your team, signing up for that free trial is the best way to do so. Remember to go to Basecamp.com slash Agile. That's Basecamp.com slash A-G-I-L-E to get your free trial. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. Now, let's meet our guest. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the shifting agency-client landscape and how authentic storytelling is still key in how brands reach their customers, to help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Mark Nardoni, Chief Marketing Officer at Pan Communications. Mark, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Greg. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to talking about um, this with you. Uh, why, don't, why don't we start by giving a little background on yourself and your role at Pan Communications?
1: Sure, sure. Thanks. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been in some form of marketing in, in the industry uh, going on about 30 plus, 32 years or so. Um, have spent the last 27 years uh, at the agency uh, joined joined forces uh, a while back in 95 when my brother launched the firm um, have been here ever since uh, changed roles over the years from being more on the client side and helping the uh, agency get going in the early in the early uh, days uh, to more currently looking more around the brand and what we're doing as an agency um, so I uh, I'm uh, pretty much the shepherd for uh, for all things related to brand at Pan, and when you when you peel that apart, um, that looks across um, you know a client base that plays in B two B tech and healthcare tech. Uh, so how do we how do we market and how do we share similar experiences and values with them to um, the employees across five offices and then a very very growing virtual office uh, due to what's been happening. Uh, yeah. pre-pandemic and, and uh, post pandemic as well so about 200 210 employees at the agency so marketing you know directly to them on the employee experience so core values of the brand are important to me and that's kind of what I've been owning for the last uh, few years here I also sit over uh, the revenue side from a from a business development I have a very talented team on the business development side so I'm, I'm always always interested to see uh, how most of that is aligning to the client profile that we've identified uh, that makes uh, the most sense for us to engage with as well as they get engaging with us. Uh, And so there's their intersection between kind of more of the sales and the marketing side there. And I kind of own a lot of that. Wonderful. Great.
0: Well, so Pan Communications recently published some research that shares insights into the way marketing teams communicate brand stories and what consumers expect from those stories. Uh, The report's called Misconnections, Why Stories Don't Find Their Audience and How to Fix It. And it's available on the PAN website and in the show notes of this episode. We're going to talk about a few things um, related to that report today. So there's a few things that stood out to me from looking through and and reading the research. So let's, let's discuss three key findings here. So first, uh, according to the report, uh, marketing, marketers are not telling authentic brand stories. Just 30% of those surveyed said they rarely or never face pressure to tell inauthentic stories. So what does this mean to you about the pressure being put on marketing teams to find stories?
1: Um, well, it's, it's huge. Um, they, the authenticity behind the storytelling um, has become pretty much core to everything that we're doing right now. Um, and I think it's important if we just step, step back for a quick second and talk about why we, why we looked at the brand experience report. Yeah. Um, it came from an evolution of what we just sunsetted, which was the content fitness report. And so the theme around the content fitness report is how healthy is your content, you know, and that was an eight year run, Greg. So this isn't, you know, we're not an agency that just kind of picked up and said, okay, let's put re- research and report out there. It's been something in our DNA for several, several years why we shifted it to more of the brand experience was because over the last few years in particular, story has become so incredibly important. You know, and, and it's like, it's not that it hasn't been before, but with everything that's happening from a macro standpoint, the disruptive markets, the changing dynamic of customers, the competitive threats that customers are feeling, um, the importance and value placed in executives um, as they kind of become one of the shepherds out there you know, around story, all has put a lot of kind of emphasis on that experience that customers, you know, really desire and thrive to kind of engage with. And the term experience, you're going to hear me talk a lot about this throughout, hopefully, this podcast. You know, it it gets back to, um, the, you know, the more you look as a marketer where the story is evolving, the more you try to drill in comparison right? You always look to compare how is your story resonating against the field? Like how is it resonating with customers? So comparison to us becomes the thief of joy. And in some cases, it can also be the thief of authenticity because you are chasing so many different comparisons that you all of a sudden lose sight of the authenticity of your own story. And sometimes you miss that golden opportunity that's sit in front of you, which is you just engage with the community a little bit more. And that community could be customers, that community could be employees, that community could be other stakeholders. Like, step back, listen, and engage, and kind of then start to improve kind of the story and, and kind of how it's moving, right? And I think that's kind of where things are starting to become a little bit clearer, but still a bit more um, complicated out there, if I could say.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, just to follow on to that, I mean, I think, uh completely agree with you that you know in a sense storytelling has always been uh, you know a compelling way to market and and to to compel people but I think what you're saying here is it's the it's this idea of authentic story so it's it's not just we're creating a really cool ad campaign and it has a, a story to it it's we're telling a story that is not only authentic from the brand but it means something yeah. to the audiences right
1: hundred percent in into in, in that, Greg. It's like sometimes marketers are, are becoming, you know, when I when I say marketers, I'm in that bucket, right? We become so enamored by the noise that we lose sight of kind of like the story. You know, we, we yeah. may become more concerned about the clicks and not so much about the authenticity and the trustworthiness that the brand should be carrying to the audience. You know what I mean? Because, you know, over the last few years, we've perfected measurement and I hope we get to a question of measurement in this conversation down the line, but it just in general, it's like, okay, so what's your analytics? What's your traffic? Where are they coming to valued sections of the website? Like how are you engaging with buyer journey? Click, click, click. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, but how's your story landing? Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. So second thing I wanted to talk about in the, in the report, um, one of the insights is that consumers are confused by the role of leadership in, in storytelling. And so just 3% are saying that leadership is the most important part of a brand story, but 71% say the values of individual leaders directly impact brand reputation. So what should brands do with this finding? How, how should they adjust the role that leaders play in their brand story?
1: Another, another good, good question. and, and, valuable insight that you're pulling out here. So, um, you know, the way the consumers and the customers, you know, we're, we're B2B. So anytime we talk consumers, the customers, right? So at the end of the day, leadership is responsible for the contents of the story and how marketers work together to kind of get, grab the tenants of the story. It has to start with leadership because, whether that's direction, whether that's business initiatives, whether that's the customer experience, whether that's shared values, whether that's ESG, DEI, you name it, right? right. The leaders have to be part of what we're trying to tell here as part of the story. So regardless of how right or wrong they are, the disconnect is the one that the brands have to start to fix because leaders, they just have a critical role in trying to tell the story. How does it land? How does it evolve? How do you kind of redirect and pivot? How do you engage when you've got maybe a reputation issue brewing out of a story that might have been miscalculated? Um, You know, what, how does a brand lean into that conversation? And you could just think back over the last few years, there's been so many sensitive conversations taking place in our industry that have had brands and marketers really, really challenged with. Do I, do I lean into the conversation? Do I have a point of view? And you know what I like to say sometimes is, you know, although leaders become really anxious to, to, to engage with the story and how it's evolving in market. um, Sometimes first isn't the best. You don't always have to be the first to react. You know what I mean? You don't want to sacrifice the authenticity of your story because you want to react first. And one of the key pullaways we're starting to see as story moves across earned media a little bit more and moves across all these other marketing dynamics and channels is executive social is becoming really, really an important part of the story arc. You know how how the executives kind of become human on their own channels, um, not of course as part of the brand, but individually they are seen and perceived as human on their own social channels. So what's that look like? How do you begin to kind of tell that story through their own voice and the tone and the sentiment changes there? And that's kind of, to me, what starts to create community around brand and the leaders have to be a critical part of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, and just kind of follow up to that. I mean, you know, I think there's there's plenty of examples of, you know, the, the famous leaders, or you could almost say infamously, you know, for all of the, the Elon Musks and the, you know, Jeff Bezos and, you know, and, and all those people out there, there's a lot of leaders that are, you know, they don't have that high pro high a profile and yet they're critical to the, the brand story. Right. So, you know, how do you, what's, what, What's the right balance for that leader that, again, may may not want to be, you know, cross that line from, you know, famous to infamous perhaps, but, um, you know, how, how do you kind of coach them on being part of the story and yet not being the story?
1: I think it's a balance. Um, You know, I feel like they are surrounded by other kind of subject matter experts and executives that should be playing a, a critical role in the support of the brand. Um, understanding that they are the lead voice, um, and they, they should have, you know, they need to carve out their lane and their focus that they're most comfortable talking about, um, and leveraging while others do as well, you know, whether it's a line of business executive, whether it's the marketer, whether it's the head of operations, the head of growth, whatever it is, they all should come together unified underneath message, but take a different style and a different voice to support it. So it doesn't necessarily have to just evolve around a single voice. Although we realize how critical that single that individual leader voice becomes to setting kind of like the tone and tempo of what's going to be communicated to support brand.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, last thing on the report I wanted to talk about, um, last insight pulled from there is that honesty is paramount. And we we touched on this a bit with the, the authenticity discussion, but um, from the report, 42% of consumers agree they would remain loyal to an honest brand, even if it did not have the best product or service. So that's that's pretty powerful. How do marketers and communicators emphasize honesty in their brand stories? And what are perhaps some things to avoid that, uh, consumers can easily see through.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I don't want to get so wrapped up into into the too much into the comparison side, but I think we as marketers just have to remember that the story isn't the only one the customers are hearing. Yeah, you know, I, I think yeah. the customers are, are inundated with offerings. Pick me, you know, click me, um, all that other kind of stuff. That is, it's confusing their journey. And so, what what are the key areas that you know, brands have to focus in on. And to me, it's it's kind of two key things. Be realistic. Be realistic about what you can do. Be honest about what you can't do. You know, lean into that a little bit more. And don't try to own those areas that aren't your core focus. You know what I mean? Like be disciplined with what you do that's exceptionally well because it's all going to map back to trust and credibility. And then the second thing is, you know, Show, don't tell, you know, as a, as a community of storytellers, you know, we're all living and breathing this right now, whether it's your employees or your customers or the influences that you engage with both organically and on a paid side of things, you know, the best way to ensure your story is resonating is through just that, like show the experiences that are successful, show the pain that you might be going through at times and how you're trying to overcome that together, you know, in community share best practices, educate a little bit more along the journey, like just just be real. And at at the end of the day, it just comes back to that. You know, empower the customer, empower the employee if it's an EX play to make the right decision just by giving them the right level of resources. And I think in the end that just comes out. Consumers don't want to be sold at every stage of the journey, Greg. They just don't. They want to enjoy the experience a little bit more. And that all comes back to this topic that you're asking about. I mean, it's clear, like, you know, it's like, sometimes we lose sight of, we're going for the next, you know, um, opportunity in sales or leads and we're losing sight of, but you just have a great customer experience right there. How are you going to make sure they have the best experience with brand instead of chasing the next deal? Like, what are you doing with your current experience?
0: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I love the show. Don't tell. That's, um, I think that's the, that's just a great thing to, to keep in mind and com- completely agree with you. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about, I, you know, I, uh, listeners probably know this already, but you know, I, I ran a started and ran a marketing agency, uh, for a number of years. So I, I'm always fascinated with the, um, the, Kind of the marketing agency dynamic and and trends and, and things like that. So I wanted to talk with you a little bit about that as well. Certainly, you've had you've had experience um, with 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 Pan and, and seeing some cycles and um, in in the landscape. So you know, in my days running an agency, um, you know, there were a lot of trends that we'd cycle through. So you know, whether that was how clients felt about retainers, their approach towards bringing roles in house versus outsourcing, and and, and many others. Um, at the current time, you know, what, what trends are you seeing that are causing you to perhaps approach things in different ways with clients?
1: Um, man, this could be, this, (laughs) this question itself could be a two hour. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe
0: Um, just pick one or two. Yeah. yeah, I I just want to, I got
1: to summarize a few different things. One is the ability, how data has changed the landscape for the agency and client relationship. Some in a good way, some in a not so good way. Okay. It's like, you know, as marketers, what's at our fingertips from a data is amazing. It helps us better justify and hold ourselves accountable to how campaigns and stories land. Um, But it also kind of like uh, pushes the level of expectation a little bit more. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying that like, sometimes you're tasked with doing something in front of you. And here comes this story that's evolving, and you've got to get off off that a little bit and go chase it a bit and come back come back to what we're talking about and there are factors that have driven to this right one is you've got significantly disruptive markets out there right now and so as an agency and a client like that requires brands to think about how they reposition themselves because you've got challengers coming into the market at like fierce paces so like they never really they've always had challenges coming into the market but man they are they're they're great challengers that enter these established markets and and these more well thought out well established brands are just innovating at warp speed like never before because of the challenger play the other thing is more on the on the buyer journey you know it's like Years ago, loyalty was huge, right? You'd buy a brand, you'd live with that brand forever. But now you see a lot, even in our brand experience report and in some of the other reports you might be reading out there in industry, like um, well-known brands today, You know, it's less important to the customer. It's more important to the customer to pick the product, the service, and the brand that's going to kind of deliver on kind of what they're looking for the most. So brand loyalty has put a lot of different pressures on how an agency works with a client and that can get into both from you know top of funnel lead awareness to middle of funnel to out the bottom of funnel and into loyalty and advocacy programs so that relationship at the dynamics of how an agency works with a client to tell a story through like full funnel activity is critical nowadays
0: yeah so you know to to follow on that i mean it um there being a, a big focus on, on data and let's just say um, being able to be adaptive and perhaps reactive sometimes to, to challengers, you know, that almost seems at odds with, you know, the the second thing that you're saying, which is, um, you know, thinking about that really, I, I sometimes just shorthand it as customer lifetime value, you know, really just creating value, the most value over time for for a customer, and so you know, do you do you feel a conflict there? In other words, like data often suggests, we're looking at short term results and you know getting quick wins, and that customer lifetime value is thinking long term and and building something. You know, does that does it does it sometimes present some conflicts there?
1: Um, I'm not so sure it's a conflict, Greg. It's okay. it's kind of like early on when you're talking with the brand, like what are their goals, like. the the other thing that's changed big time in the client agency world is transparency. Um, So, you know, the the marketing teams and the marketing departments we're working with, we need full access to what are their goals. If they find that they have aspirational brands that they want to start competing with rather than the existing competitive set that presents a whole different challenge on how story moves and how we analyze data, right? It's like now we're looking upstream at competitors rather than the current current set. Or it's like, you know what? They may tell us, I have a challenge right now. I do not have the right, you know, lead gen effort going on. So how can you help me bring the right leads into my funnel? And how can you help me analyze the data to do that? And that's where we're now closely tied between marketing and sales, because we need to understand the triggers of why a brand, why a customer buys from them and why they don't buy from them more importantly. Now, sometimes in that whole conversation, they may say, you know what? I have a problem right now, landing and expanding my client base. How do I organically grow my client in the lifecycle value that you're talking about? And that then presents a whole different angle for us to engage with. So that's where a voice of the customer strategy comes into play, because then we'll start to activate a VOC that says throughout your entire buyer journey, whether it's the onboarding process, the first year anniversary, you know, the additional, um, experiences and, and, and purchases you need to make to fulfill, you know, the value at which you originally promised and, and hopefully delivered on that content, that story adjusts to that. So think about those two or three scenarios I just gave. And I'm like, it's not so much a conflict. It's more about making sure you're aligned to the goals and expectations when you begin the engagement. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. So along those lines, you might've touched on this already, but um, you know, what's the biggest shift that pan communications has made as an agency over the last few years?
1: I would probably say, um, you know, just a wider value um, to the marketing team and to the marketing department. You know, we, we've continued to evolve the integrated marketing and the PR side of, of what we offer. Um, Part of that was because, you know, we knew that marketers were going to be faced a little bit from a department standpoint, not so much with, the, with a skill set shortage, but with this siloed effort. And early on, we wanted to be that bridge that brought a lot of these teams together, you know, and like, how do we, we may not be handling social or we may not be handling some of the other demand gen efforts as we build earned media, but we can kind of anchor story and campaign so that it all filters out nicely to these teams and skill sets. Just think about that for a quick second. And that is a that is a big shift that we've been putting in place for several, several years. What comes with that is a hybrid skill. You know, when you think yeah. about being a traditional PR agency and then evolving to being more of an integrated agency, that also means you've got to think differently as a marketer, you know, although story is core to everything that we do. Um it still means the skill set has to continue to be developed and enhanced so that we're providing the value to our client base and i think that all goes back to what i said in the previous point which is full funnel it's like yeah. as an agency we only used to talk to top of funnel right the, the 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 awareness the the earned media side of things that's all we used to talk to now it's kind of pulled down to middle of funnel and bottom of funnel and through funnel and it's like that takes a very different hybrid skill set. And I think our clients are appreciating that more and more due to a lot of the dynamics of what's happening from a market condition right now and also exiting a year or two-year pandemic. It's like that skill set fits nicely and that's been a big change. And then the last thing I'll talk about is the change that our agency has leaned into more and more on the DE&I. D- yep. you know, our profession did not stay up with um, the the inclusivity that we need to establish in our industry, yeah. um, the BIPOC community, and 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 bringing them into understanding the profession more. So we've committed um, a lot of our effort. Um, a lot of it's headed up through Phil Nardoni, uh, my brother, who also runs the agency. Kind of like he's passionate about this, right? So he works closely with the HPCUs to kind of like teach that next gen on what. PR integrated marketing looks like, you know, and how they want to aspire to maybe kind of come into this profession a little bit more. And then also Brandon Thomas, our head of de and and just does a wonderful job helping to guide that next generation as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so great. Um, and I guess a- along the, the lines of the last question, what's, what's been the biggest surprise, um, you know, at, at the agency over the last few years, which, you know, I'll admit has certainly had a share of surprises over the last few years for everybody but you know what's what what has been kind of against expectations uh you know in your in your experience
1: i mean prob- probably the change of business yeah. you know how we yeah. work um yeah. you know um the acceptance that marketing has now you, you know I'm, i could i could just speak to today um you know uh 10 12 15 years ago greg we would fight tooth to and nail to keep a program and an account during a down market. Yeah. yeah. And now we're seeing quite a different dynamic there. It's not, it's not so much fight for it. It's like, you know, how do you help me stay aware? How do you help me remain focused? If I've got an ABM strategy, if I've got a specific effort that I need to retain or continue to grow, how does your awareness capabilities support that? And so, that's interesting right because it used to be okay you know replace cut and bring it in it's like right. no 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 it's not so much that anymore so i think the level of appreciation and respect that our industry as marketers have now at board level has become very very important and then the last point there going back to the first point i was making which is work you know dynamically and virtually working like like that has been <laughs> An amazing shift that's put a lot of pressure on agencies to think about how they invest in technology so that their 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 employee base is remaining productive and engaged uh, but they also have a work-life balance because the technology is there to enable them to kind of feel like they can work from home easy or they can high flex and go into the office a few days a week like that whole dynamic shift has put a lot of pressure on normal on on all businesses but i'm only speaking it through the lens of the agency And then the end result of that is a better client relationship because clients need to have a team that has accessibility to some of the key things that are going to make their day run fluid and smooth. And and those changes, they came at us really, really quick, but I think we were all prepared um, uh, to just continue to kind of improve that based on how we would listen to our employees and more importantly, listen to our clients about what they want during this virtual world.
0: Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, um, last topic I wanted to talk through and kind of, to kind of go back to what we were talking about earlier, um, an, an important aspect that can often get lost or overlooked is, is this idea of, you know, telling a great story still really matters. And, you know, we talked about authenticity, um, want to talk a little bit about, um, storytelling and, you know, how we, how we measure the success of, a good story so you know can you talk a little bit about this you know why do you think the the true measure of success often comes back to how well a good story can be conveyed uh,
1: i i i feel like you know there are there are two or three key areas here um i think that because you create a story doesn't mean the story is kind of locked and loaded um you know and is kind of etched in stone it has to be fluid you know it has to be it has to be nimble um, you know, to me, that's everything, right? It's like, you, you just, you create a story, but how do you evolve the story? How do you make sure that you're not misconnecting? Like the report kind of came out with, right? You may you may have misconnected on a few parts of the story because the customer has a very different expectation than the brand has. So how do you close that gap? Like that's the, the whole spirit of the brand experience report, which is close the gap because we know there's a gap there. And I think it kind of boils down to listen. Like, how are you listening? And how are you reacting and how are you engaging, you know, with your audience? And, and for a second, Greg, you got to think of the audience to be twofold. One is, how are you, how are you listening and engaging with your customers? That's definitely, you know, critical. How are you listening and engaging with your employees? Because without great employees, you don't have customers, right? So like, what are you doing as a marketing and as a story to measure the effectiveness of where the story is landing with your employees. Are they passionate? Are they advocates for the brand? Do they help you on both retention and recruitment and talent acquisition sides? Are they out there as a key voice in the market saying your culture is great, your benefits are amazing, my work-life balance is the best. Just think about those things and then flip it over to the customer and it's like, is the customer having the best experience they possibly could have throughout their journey? And it all goes back to, you know, the, the ability for brands to react and engage in moment with customers and employees, that it's not just a, just a spray spray type of tactic anymore. And that just means you got to get your leaders more involved in all of this. You know, I think that leaders, customers love seeing from, you know, more of the leadership voices and, and employees absolutely aspire to see kind of the shared values that they have with their leaders. So, you know, those are the, the everything i talk about there those are big story arcs right it's like so how do you measure the success of all of those and i guess it's like it's not a single measurement of success
0: sure
1: it's it's just it's it's kind of it's 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 a variety it's a variety of how you measure the success of a story and how it lands yeah more importantly how it grows
0: yeah absolutely and and so you know as far as how storytelling has shifted. I mean, so you, you have hit on something that, um, I've definitely seen of late as well, which is, uh, you know, I think 10, 15 years ago at, at my agency, we never were tasked with doing anything uh, unless it was uh, a strict internal communications effort. And we did a few of those, but, um, a marketing exercise or branding exercise really, you know, it was considered if it was targeted at employees, well, that kind of belonged to HR or, or something like that. And I've seen, you know, over the last decade or so, um, this shift towards, you know, really bringing employees into the loop and, you know, what you were just saying as far as, um, involving them and really using them as a, um, as a, as a key part of that. Is that, has that, from your perspective, has that shifted a lot of late or, you know, how, what have you seen there?
1: Um, I I think, I, I feel, and I, I kind of have a really good sense of this right now, that if you do not shift to a two-way conversation, you know, when we talk community, employees are community just as much as customers are community. So it's like you, they have to be part of the story, yeah. the passion, you know, how that story kind of shifts in market or cross channels of choice. You know, if you think about it from an employee standpoint, obviously you have, you know, the socialist kind of the key areas, you got LinkedIn, you got Insta, you got all of these key social channels that you can really show personality behind the culture and the employee and what they feel and how they feel they are closely aligned to where they work with on the agency side. You know, from a customer that may present a very different channel at which you would see the shift of story, but at the end of the day, you know, engagement with customers across social are really, really important threads. Um, you know, yeah. reviews are very important, you know, elements. Um, I, I go back to what we said earlier on in one of our first one or two uh, questions there. Voice of customer program takes a lot of different flavors. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not just about, Oh, send out a release or, Oh, can I do a Q and a or a video with this customer? It's like, there's a lot of things behind that. So Long winded way of saying yeah, it has shifted. You know, although story becomes part of what we consider to be the nerve center of everything at the agency, everything is experience driven. Experience driven from the employee's perspective, experience driven from the customer, and agencies have have to they just better adjust to that way. It's not just us being hired as experts to tell the story. If we don't have access to key people to help us build the story, we're not going to be successful and employees and customers are part of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one
0: last question before we wrap up, Uh, you've given a lot of great advice already, but you know, what's, what's one last piece of advice you'd have for marketers that they want to rethink the way they are telling their brand stories, but maybe not sure where to start. So, you know, what would your advice uh, for them be over the months ahead?
1: Um, I mean, a few, few different things we can lean into here. Uh, you know, we can go back to always listen, right? Always yeah. listen. Um, I said react when I said listen, but this is where it gets to the second point. Be patient. Yeah. You know, don't always feel like the first is the best. Like you have to use the tools that you have in front of you to be able to understand the audience and their values and how the story should land in market. And so you got to use those. You know you got to use those to your advantage you know that there's a lot there's a shift in, in a lot of the demands being placed on brand um based on the circumstances we talked about earlier in some of the questions you know um the the disruption going on with some of the emerging businesses coming into market and having and challenging those existing brands to think differently it's like so does a brand react quickly or do they just then reinforce you know uh, their longevity, their credibility and their customers and, you know, their breadth of customers to have to kind of maybe counter that a little bit,
0: yeah. you know,
1: and like you get to the more of the employee side of things, you know, challenges. How are you, how are you truly being patient and and making sure that you're aligning to similar shared values that your employees are passionate about? You know, are you doing some purposeful work? Are you leaning into areas that they are, they know they want to be a part of and they're passionate or are you just trying to chase the next angle and story out there. So I kind of say, step back, breathe and think about what matters most to you. You know, your brand reputation is everything and without it, you have nothing. So don't let those kind of single moments that come out of nowhere ruin years of the reputation that you've built up in market. And sometimes brands react so quickly that in the end, it just, they've, they've just kind of put a big, big, um, hit in the armor of their reputation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that great great advice. Well, I'd like to thank uh, Mark Nardoni, Chief Marketing Officer at Pan Communications for joining the show. You can learn more about Mark and Pan Communications and get a link to the Mist Connections research report mentioned earlier by following the links in the show notes. Thanks for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Killstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com.
1: Until next week, stay agile.